I'm going to get some flack for this. And uh, I realize that this isn't always the case. The entrepreneurship is about shooting the fucking bullets first and asking later. A hundred percent. That's getting ideas going. You need that type of tenacity. I agree. You need naiveness at the beginning. But I think and you need lim- to ask the the least amount of questions I to agree, get past the red tape. But I think I think there's a limit, in my opinion, because of the experiences that I've had in the last little bit. That you run into crazies, you have yeah. incidents, and you have things. And I think that when you know more stops you just show just everything show everything everything and that's, that's what we the did and so people everything. really started getting interested they're like what the fuck is this yeah people like, like what are you guys doing i'm jake the rover my life goal is simple wwe star called mr america my name is leslie carls my nickname is the panda and i run this ship nick just nick can I get a midday squares? Oh, behave. Let's bring the energy for this. This is this is midday squares fucking uncensored. Ladies and gentlemen, midday squares uncensored chocolate family business and whatever fucks are on our mind. As you know, we're in the middle of third week of COVID. Things have been intense and everything. So, Les, how do you feel amongst all this that's going on? I feel better now. Jake, how do you feel? I feel better now what? as well. Why do you feel better? I I like, know okay, I, I know no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. <laughs> so I think that there was tension before coming in um, <laughs> from today with Leslie and I yeah uh, high tension high, very, very high, high tension like higher but than Nick, a long Nick but by the but way he was good Nick you were good no but so it started with Nick when before? he brought tension into my office oh okay? he did yeah 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 he did he came in he was like on edge my my beeper was bothering him like he was Oy. on edge Oy. yeah 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 it was a whole thing then this. we we were good but then uh, he already he set me off he, he tipped you then off. that's when you and i you started. were on tilt all day no not until you came to my office what i was having a great day in, like i don't know like 12 t- like one oh, o'clock. i didn't know about this i didn't know about this yeah i came in on fucking tilt because some people were fucking pissing me off but he, yeah he let came me tell on. you something about covid okay it's like oh. everybody <laughs> everybody's morals have just gone out the window i got calls from suppliers today going back on their word that we have an email three just, weeks ago right. basically telling us like hey uh fuck you pay me bad shit and i don't even mean that in yeah. that way but like everybody's just going back on no, their but deals like, yeah the dollar's bad Anywho. everything's yeah but one thing that we, we do know stop us. But what, yeah one thing we do know and it always has been the case mds always prevails we never short ship and and just it go back prevails. to your tension thing oh yeah you Is guys that, just haven't figured no, out this yet. No, you, we haven't figured that out. We don't have that. We don't, we don't have, have that. that. We don't have that. We're going to go to gym. Yeah, we like figure out the tool. But you the, can adopt the sign too. You don't need no, a... No, it needs to be different. It's a different sign. But what's sickening different. is that Jake and I are bred from the same cloth. Oh. So it's like, I know when he's irritated me and he knows when I'm irritating yeah, him and it's about the off. same thing. <laughs> and it's like, we, we were both on edge in the podcast, but then we got loosened up. Like I'm still... I'm 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 my fire's my ass is hot. Let me tell you, <laughs> the beginning of this podcast was the biggest turnoff I've ever seen yeah, in my but you life. Say but you, I did but say pause because when Nick doesn't, it pisses me off. You yeah. when he asks like yeah. like like he was saying like there's high tension like shut the they fuck shut up, up. You know? yeah, shut, like, shut mouth, up Nick. like You're just go with it man. you know yeah. why do you have to call the elephant out well, yeah because exactly. I ruin the vibe even more and you ruin it more the exactly ruins the vibe like he doesn't get it about us I once had a conversation with him saying yeah in the car we were in the car yeah stop asking he comes when you're annoyed. 
you when you're goes. angry, he pokes. He pokes but the bear. Or, or, but not he in a negative he's way. helping. Yeah, he yeah. thinks he's helping, not in a negative way. But I tell him, I had to tell him in Toronto, he sat in the car with him. I said, yeah. don't talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is true, but And he's actually followed the law for a while. But I have. To, just today, now, today you picked the poke. Today he was yeah. picking it a bit, like a few times yeah, he said yeah, things in the room. Inside, yeah, in the kitchen as well. He's like, I can hear you guys from the printer. Like, why are you in this conversation? He's igniting it. It's Friday, and you have not stopped saying it's Friday. But Tuts, you started at one o'clock, so don't even start. But then he then he was good after yeah, then he started picking but he you know sometimes you could poke the bear anyways he knows not to poke with me <laughs> he's I'm still he's gotten better with me too because I've said the same thing to him like when I'm in a mode he'll don't, come right up yeah. to you don't don't, don't tell me like, don't, don't tell me I'm in a bad <laughs> mood I'll hit don't you I want to smash him I'll lose it like, guys just you have silent. no idea these two are vicious it's what makes working at midday squares a blessing and a curse all at the same exactly. time so today you know it's a perfect uh environment for us to talk about taking basically the anything that's in an idea to an actual uh, execution stage and launching it because so many people are sitting at home trying to come up with good ideas and last episode we were talking a little bit about like how does that actually happen and so I want to spend some time maybe away uh, from the coronavirus and, and get into that and I thought that would be something to shine and give people a little bit of energy and a little bit of hope and I thought, you know, at the end of the day, before we got into that, that we needed to update people on a few things. And so uh, I just want to let everybody know that on this show, we were going to uh, fact check Jake. So last week we had a, um, a statement that was made by Jake that said, the gut feeling is not actually from the brain. Um, no, no. I said it's from the brain, not the stomach. Yeah, not the stomach. Yeah. Uh, that's and then he went on to, he went on to say that uh, Simon Stedick, we could not find an individual that's anywhere why. in the world named Simon <laughs> Stedick. So low. I don't know what so his last name is. Fact check one is we have no idea who Simon Stedick is. And then fact check two is from the APA.org, um, which is the uh, American Psychological Association, the human gut is an amazing piece of work, often referred to as the second brain. <laughs> it, is only, it is the only organ that boasts its own independent nervous system and an intricate network of 100 million neurons embedded in the gut wall, also known as the gut feeling. <laughs> Jake, no, what are your no, thoughts on no, this? No, no, that's not true. <laughs> so basically they've shown studies that it comes from serotonin, that feeling sent from the brain, neurotransmitted down to the to the gut, and I think that that's where it is. It's that fight or flight mentality type of thing. So it's the same thing. It's coming from the top. It's just entering into the gut through, I guess, your neuron system that you're talking about from the APA, American Psychological Association. Oh, it's so hot! I can't. We're, so it's a government organization. So, like I said, we're gonna keep up to date on Jake's facts, and we'll be back next week talking about. <laughs> Talking about well, you want to talk about where that comes from? Yeah, by the way? so that's I, I'm sissing him by the way because I disagree, right? So <laughs> in a, in my fraternity that I was in, um, I'm still am I'm an alumni EX, so Sigma Chi. Um, when we'd sit around, the brothers would sit around, and when they would say something negative or something that people disliked, everyone would go. Sss. We actually use that internally over here. Or snaps. Or snaps. It's more snaps, honestly. I do like well because we barely. You got to when it's necessary. Though. We haven't in a while. What is it like being part of a fraternity? This is always a world I've I've always been so so f fascinated by. You know, I love it. Um, I I was very skeptical, like you are talking right now at the beginning, and I didn't want to join. I actually was really reluctant. Um, and my friend really 
kind of, I guess he peer pressured me actually um, to join. And I, I said, okay, you know what, fuck it. Joined and the first year was kind of weird. Um, second year was incredible. Like you create really cool bonds with people. And, you know, like I said, till this day, um, I talk to, you know, my brothers and my fraternity and, you know, I reach out for help. They reach out for help. And, you know, I still shake their hand with the signal that we yeah, shake when, when I see you, each other, you which brought, is wild. You brought me, so, so oh, yeah. backstory is, uh, is that Jake actually brought me into his fraternity and it was like, it was weird, man. Weird People vibes. are like, they are really living and embodying this life. And I felt like an outsider. And I remember I was upstairs <laughs> and he introduced me to someone. This is not even a lot. I go in for the handshake. Don't tell him what it is though. No, I go in for the handshake. He thinks I'm a brother mm. and he's going for it. And then Jake goes, no, 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 no. He doesn't actually know. And the guy looked at me <laughs> like, so uncomfortable. yeah, he was uncomfortable and looked at me like a lower person. Oy, oy. And he wasn't down. Yeah. But that, that, that's that's Maybe they thought you were an imposter. I, that, I just I found it at that moment. I, I realized that this shit was real. And, you know, honestly, college life is so important. I think, you know, it's something that you and I, Jake, talk about all the time that your, your sister just never got a chance to do. And she's I don't know. She's a lesser person for it, I would say. Nah, false. I just think it's a community thing. That's all it is. Les. It's a sense of community. I, I you wish. No. That you went to college. Absolutely not. I was never a college person. I, I didn't like college life, but I have nothing against it. Like I know a lot of people that did and I respected that and um they did their thing and they enjoyed it and they had fun. But I really wasn't about college life. I wasn't about house parties. I wasn't mm. about frats. I wasn't about um you, frosh. You know weeks. that that's fully false. Absolutely not. You, if you ask anybody who knows me, they me know I I I went from high school to New York City. To Manhattan, okay? Just, no college town beats the year I had in New York false. City. Okay? The things I did, the stories I have to tell. We all we all have okay? those we all have those uh, books of stories. Tons of stories. Yeah. Tons of stories. You have stories. two chapters, we have twelve. Uh, yeah. I, Me going to South America, uh, traveling that around. Wasn't part of it. We can't even compare. The best part is I've never actually heard any stories. But Les, let's be honest, before <laughs> yeah. we before you love to bullshit. No, but before we continue on this story. I think we should fact check Nick. This room is fully free game on anybody. If you feel you have access to the recordings like I do. If you want to come here prepared with any type of stuff from the last episode, bring it, baby. <laughs> bring great. it. Bring it, bitch. No, Ooh. but Les, honestly, before we move on for this, because I'm having a hard time moving on from this subject matter. Yeah. It's a tough pill to It is, because she's sitting here looking. You're going to sit here, look me in the eyes, and tell me that you've never openly admitted to in our closed doors, never. behind walls, Ugh. not public to the rest of the never. world, that you... Miss the, Miss the college experience. Never. You forget it. about the academics. I have not said it. No. Oh my god! I never said it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that you are witnessing yeah, a lie. Yeah, this is this must be a lie. Like oh, I don't know for a fact. I swear, I w I never cared about college life, dorms, house parties, froshes. Yeah, watch a lot of movies. Babe. I never cared. <laughs> I never cared. All I right. still don't care for it. So before we get into it, um, I want to get deeper into uh, last week, Jake. You talked about. Uh, the idea that you're dropping the rover from your name. This is all, you know, actually, this is brand new. Um, last week, I had a conversation. Actually, last it's been two weeks, to be honest, with uh, Jay Sider. Um, you might get scolded for this one. Um, but we came up with a good suggestion. You know, the rover is a great position, and don't get me wrong, and don't get him wrong as well. But sometimes when you look at the rover, you see things, you know, 
the way you want to see. So if the rover's out there, you know, building relationships and always out there, he's missing out or he or she is missing on a lot of different things coming back home. So it's hard to gain the momentum of respect that you need because you're doing so many different things. So even if you're little accomplishments, it's harder to see those ones unless you're doing a lot more major. So if I'm dealing with just revenue. The question is, what are we moving your title to? Oh, we haven't thought of that we yet. We haven't. Okay, well, okay. We, we okay. could do a company-wide vote. I don't really mind, but... No, 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 no. I think this has got to come internally. It I doesn't just... mean the rover's gone. The rover's position stays the same, but the rover might need to identify as something else for certain reasons. And so we'll why, don't we, deeper. why don't we talk about that a little bit? What? So I'm sure a lot of people are listening to uh, and are like, what the hell is a rover first off? And when, how did this role even come about? And, yeah. and, where, and where... Les, when was the first time you heard about the rover? I would say uh, six months ago. No, maybe lo- less. Longer, longer. You, you were think? there. You were with me when we both heard it. I don't even remember. What was the revealing of the rover? Dur- it was the summertime. It was during when we were in Boulder, Colorado, <laughs> and really, uh, you must have been revealed actually earlier, Leslie. So we were in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, no, for our, our I don't ve- think so. I think it was everybody heard it at the same time. I don't remember. Pretty, you didn't discuss it. No, before? I didn't discuss okay, it. Okay, so that's fair. Uh, I made a call like uh, uh, an hour before we had this board uh, this up. meeting. So we were in Boulder, Colorado. We had a meeting, oh, we a big meeting to the investors. We were pitching actually, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't even see the presentation beforehand, to be honest. Um, and yeah, that's when you trust your partners. You don't have to see it. Yeah, no, um, I do. I think that's important. I think if you have a good partnership and everybody trusts yeah. each other, there's a lot of stuff that you don't need to go back but, and forth. But on. there's surprises that are always in there, <laughs> and there was a massive that. one, um, really <laughs> uncomfortable one. And we were about uh, how many were we in the room? Oh, uh, we we were at least ten. Yeah, yeah. Let's call it ten. Let's people. just say ten. Yeah, yeah. let's just make give or take one or two people. But we were ten people. Let's call it. And it was our first experience altogether going to pitch together right yeah this was a live pitch so just to set up the stage we are in boulder colorado raising money for the company so midday squares at this point in time is do you remember how old we were by the time we started the pitch i think we were eight months yeah eight months eight months yeah two yeah. months before august oh right yeah yeah you're exactly. absolutely right before we hit a year Ten. fuck jake's memory is not bad eh yeah yeah i'm still shocked by how fast you rip math but that oh, we can taught that is so hot. He's got this crazy hidden talent of just like crazy math. So, so we're on year what here? Just under two. Under two. We're going to be two by August. Yeah, we're literally, we're, we keep saying two years, by the way. We're, we keep saying 24 months, but it's really like, yes, to that. It's really like It's 17. not two years. It's like yeah, 17. We're hitting two years in August. I'm just like rounding. Yeah, I'm just rounding up. No, sorry, it's 18 and a half months right now. Okay, so, so, yeah. so let's. So we been wrong. I appreciate yeah. the question though, Les. I think that was a I think that was a good question. No, yeah. how old are we? Yeah, we didn't even know how Solid old we Solid question. Were. So everybody golf clap for Les yeah. in the room. Solid <laughs> question. Well it's pretty fucked you up. We don't even know how old we are. I know. Time I know. is a weird thing. It is a weird thing. But let's set the stage, okay? So we're eight months in. We're there doing a raise. We're raising roughly uh, $2.5 million USD is what we needed to start bringing the company to the next level. And we're in our first pitch. Kind of all together. First so. real like f- physical pitch. Yeah. Boardroom everything. How was it, by the way, for for, for everybody? I mean, I, I like... We, ne- we never discussed let's, it after. Let's, let's... Les, take me... I want to kind of understand everybody's vibe. It was a... It was good. I liked it. It was... I felt comfortable. Here we I, go. This is back to last episode. You remember Les? The, Les is... Uh, everything's always like, oh, it was... Uh, give, no, us, it, give us it, the real, juice. No, but it was, it was good because we <laughs> already been in talks with them for some time. We already met them. And so when we went to Boulder, I really already felt extremely comfortable. 
um, with the with the team. And so when we went in, like it just kind of felt like another meeting. I, I really wasn't worried or nervous. Um, I felt good. Jake. Yeah, I know. Kind of, I thought it was a really cool experience. I, re- I really, I really, I'll, n- I'll never forget it. Um, and it was my first ever. And um, yeah, but it, like, like in typical Jake spirit, who walked in the room. As oh yeah, it, yeah, fired, yeah, fired up, fired up, wild. Jake looked. You did like, a whole dance. Yeah, Jake, yeah, the whole thing was planned. Babe. You did the ugliest. <laughs> yeah, dance. But, but first of all, this is the first time we're physically meeting them. Yeah, right? Jake so, like, looked like he did. This was his hundred and tenth live. Uh, was live it the pitch. first time we met them or no? Yeah. Didn't Liz come to the country house before? Oh, no, they, no, no, that was no, after. They came in. No, yeah, they, they came, came in. in for that at the 940 Beijing. Yeah. 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 In that dirty kitchen. Let's loop back. Let's, Let's circle loop back. back. So yeah. Boardroom. boardroom. Uh, you're in the, we're in the boardroom. To the rover. Around the, the, the rectangular table. And take us through so, your experience. And then, yeah. Uh, it's not, it, it was a bit. I, I got red. So this is what happened. We're in a boardroom, rectangular table. We're all sitting around it. They served great fruit paddle, platters. If you, I don't know if you guys remember. And we had the, the presentation on a projector. And I remember correctly what happened was we're going through the presentation, the serious stuff, the whatever, the, you know, you can fall asleep during that kind of stuff. And then, boom, org chart comes on. Okay? I've never seen the org chart in our company. Are you so panicking at this point? No, no. I, I'm like getting, you know me, I lose, I lose focus very yeah. easily. So I start like wearing off to different areas, eating a lot of fruit. I remember I was eating a ton. And then, boom, <laughs> the org chart comes on. And like, it's kind of interesting. It's at least my name's on it. You know, so, so you get excited. And then, Fuck, man! You look at the top and you see, you know, Leslie and Nick and their roles and and the people underneath them. You know, just from the from a organizational chart. And then I look in the bottom left corner, and I see Jake Carls. <laughs> but you're searching for your name yeah, at this point, right? You're I, panicking. I, I was looking you like, bottom left corner, and then I see the bottom left corner of my name. And I don't say a word. Okay, dead silent. Eyes are going over. I, I'm just see if anyone's looking at me. And then boom, Jake Carls, Chief Rover Officer. I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck does that even mean? Did he just make that up on the spot? And is it's totally embarrassing. I want to choke him in the meeting, but you know he's flying through this meeting, and we need, you know, we we were pitching. You're not gonna stop someone midway. I felt like complete shit because I didn't know what it meant. But then, no, but in the meeting, I talk about it. You Don't did, you forget. Start, yeah, you start to discuss it, which then made me feel a lot like I guess less stressed. And then it made sense. It kind of like started to gear. But what 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 I was anxious more about was not that. I, I knew it meant something cool and something positive, something fun. But what I was stressed about was that this is just like made me look like an idiot, you know, like because like who the hell knows what a fucking rover is or if this is not discussed previously. It's 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 a bit sketch, you know, and for the record, it went. It, I think the, the rover role is going to go down as one of the most important roles to any startup. I think and, we should all have it. Yeah, and I think I think uh, entrepreneurs around the world are starting to realize that you don't need to have necessarily a management uh, role in a company early on. Les, what do you want to talk about what Rover actually means, though? You should be speaking about it. You no, came I, wanna, up, no. I want you to come up with it. You explained no. it best. You, the founder should 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 deliver the message. Babe, I like hearing your voice. Don't worry, we're gonna you're gonna hear plenty of it. Oh behave. Oh behave. I, I'd like to circle back shortly to how to take a, an idea to and, and to make it into something. Are you sounding like you're getting antsy? Antsy pansy. I suffer from ADHD, so <laughs> So honestly. The rover is, in my opinion, uh, a special role, and it's it's why we brought Jake on. It's it's, I think it's evolved into so many things, but it's like the deal maker, the jigger, the guy who's out. Jigger, like that. You, know, you know, jigger's hot, eh? Yeah, that's really He's hot. The guy that's out making action happen. I mean, Jake is out there 
in saunas and uh, and steam. Not, not during COVID. But yeah. Can we, Les? I know you want to get into the other stuff, but the the steam is a good story, you know. It's a great. It's a great story. Yeah, not it, sauna steam. Yeah, steam. I don't steam. Do so okay, so I'm gonna say what the rover is. Then we're gonna segment into the steam story because that's that's like that is the definition of the rover. So a a rover is he who wanders the field with no defined position mm-hmm. to the team. And what that means is that Jake doesn't have one specific, he's not accounting, he's not finance, he's not sales, he's not marketing. He's just the guy that gets out there, pumps people and up and jigs and gets people together and and brings them to midday squares and, and ignites them into La Familia. And so uh, why don't we talk about how we make that rover happen. So Jake discovered his his specialty while he was in a steam in, in Toronto. Yeah, Equinox, shout out. Um, so I would go there to just socialize because great network, great community. And basically I would work out for about 15 minutes, I'd say arms, and I'd go to the steam room. I'd go to the locker room, it was like a whole spa. And I would sit there and I noticed that people are so silent. They're sitting there, you know, I guess they're relaxing, I get it. Um, but it's it's so awkward. You're like nine people in a room and no one knows each other and you're dead silent. So I decided one day, very simple go in there and just sit there with them you know towel undone because that's what everyone does <laughs> all you know it's an all men's team this one and i'm sitting Could you there just picture this guy sitting like like naked. like your brother who's it's sitting so to low. the left of you sitting there naked in a steam open it's leg too so ugly. open open leg not close so leg. what happens tell me you're in this fucking so steam. there's men in there with me and men you know of all ages and i just go yeah and next thing you know Something like that disturbing during a time of relaxation creates disruption. <laughs> the disruption led to everyone talking. Next thing you know, one of the people in the steam was a retailer of ours. And well, he was one of the founders. He, he wasn't retail. a retailer yet. No, he was a re- he owned a store. And um, so he was a potential retailer. Potential retailer. But the whole idea was the disruption led to conversation. Conversation led to action to be to- you know brought back to so our this, team. So you have to understand That's this motherfucker gets out of the steam and calls me. <laughs> and he's like, yo, you'll never understand. Like, you'll never believe what happened. I'm so he tells me the story. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're confused. You're in a steam and you do this. And next thing you know, you have contacts is what you're telling me. Exactly. So he's like, yeah, he's like, I met X. I met Y. I met Z. Here's the number. Like they want to speak. So I'm like, yo, can you scale this? Like, could you just continuously show up? to the circa to, and do the search he's like circa. i think so <laughs> anyway fast forward a couple months and sure enough uh this became like a primary networking activity for midday squares in both the toronto and vancouver region uh we actually paid for a membership for jake to go sit in equinoxes Steam. around canada in the steam and develop mm. relationships with people disrupt people's peace That's and all that is. is the fucking rover ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that is the definition of the rover the jigger <laughs> He's he who jigs. I like the jigger. You love the jigger. So Les, <laughs> you've been dying to get into this, and you are fucking so passionate about this subject matter, which is, you have an idea, and how do we how do we bring that idea to life? I think, like I've I've mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned before in this podcast, which is um, execution is key when you want to take an idea and bring it to life, and so. Um, I love creating. I'm I'm a big dreamer at heart. I'm always thinking about new ideas. I mean, Nick can attest to that. I'm in the house. I'm coming up with this. I'm coming up with You've that. You've never met someone that, that, that comes up with more. I literally have to tell her to shut the fuck up sometimes because <laughs> yeah, like, there's too many ideas. When I was... Uh, 
was, what was it, 17 or 18, I wanted to build a hotel. Um, and so that's a great example to show you how I took an idea and tried to get it to market. So obviously I realized at certain points um, in my process, okay, this might not be feasible right now or maybe I wasn't as passionate but as I But I think thought. this is important though. I think it's important for you. I think this is actually a good example because of the audacity and craziness of the idea. A lot of people wouldn't even go anywhere with right, it. Right, exactly, look at you. exactly. Yeah. And so I was living at home at the time uh, in the basement and I used to come up with a lot of ideas and my idea really was to build um, a themed hotel in Las Vegas. And like, if you asked me if I was doing it, yeah, 100%. No, I'm I can attest <laughs> to you. So for everybody who knows, I, Les was my friend at this point in time and, and she came over and, <laughs> and by the time you came over, there was a lot invested in this project yes. in terms of time. Like you had plans, there was architectural exactly. plans, there was shit. Yes. So um, the idea came to mind and I, I said, you know what, let me push this forward. So what were the first steps that needed to be done? Well, I need to speak with an architect and I need to speak with an interior designer. I have no money at this point. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to push this forward? I'm not capable of doing architectural plans or interior design plans. So again, first thing I did was reach out to my network. I knew what I wanted to do, but I knew I couldn't execute it on my own. So I reached out to my network and then I found somebody who, was, who you know, specialized in interior design and I reached out to her and she was interested. And we started working on, you know, ideas and bringing things to life. But how does that conversation go? Hey. Hi, I'm Les, I wanna build a hotel. Yeah, hey, like you're an interior designer. Um, I like your work. Uh, I wanna build a hotel. And in order for me to do that, I need start. I need to start off with plans, and then from there, I'm going to go pitch people. And at this point, you have you you don't even you don't you have not a fucking clue. Not right? a clue. Just an idea and a dream. And so I started. I started working with her, and then she knew people obviously in the industry, and she found me an architect, and I worked with the architect, and I was paying like peanuts. But we were meeting. We were meeting at cafes, and we were pushing it forward. And in the end, yes, I had designs i had architectural <laughs> plans um and then but how are you making money at this point in your i life? wasn't making money i was you didn't have a job uh, yes i did sorry i was hostessing i was hostessing at a restaurant and uh, i was working every single night um seven days a week and yeah i was grinding it out was the hotel gonna have a casino yeah, of course how were you expecting to get the gaming license from mrs leslie carl's I mean, at that point, babe, relax. <laughs> Personal <laughs> at, network. At, at that point, I think, I think, I think that is the point, right? Is that you didn't even know that part? Exactly. The point is, I'm not thinking six months ahead. I thought, idea, make a plan, you know, make it look amazing, get some architects behind it, and then go pitch it. So I right? think I want to drive this point home because now it's starting to connect the dots for me of where I think this episode needs to go in terms of this subject matter. Is there's commonalities here. And so when we talk about it, people are always like midday squares, midday squares. And, and, we, and we talk about it's 10 years in the making. And I think uh, a lot of the subjects that we're going to like what you just brought up is what I mean by 10 years in the mm -hmm. making. And I think there's a lot of similarity in terms of Jake. Like, why don't you talk about a little bit like where the fuck did Chase and Hunter even come from? Well, How did that start? That, yeah. He had JK Fitness. Yeah, that was I actually hit a nice home run on that one. Um, personal home run. 
um, no one really knows, I guess, on this podcast, but um, I started something called K-Fitness, and it was a passion of mine. And basically, all I knew is I didn't want to take a job when I was coming home from college. Every, you know, college again, guys. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to. Can't take, get away from college. Can't, I couldn't get away from it. No, you just, in general, I think we'll be 70, 80 years old. And still be involved. And still be talking about yeah, college. I agree. I, I, I disagree, but yeah, okay. That, yeah. She's lying. <laughs> she's lying. She wants, to be bar- she wants to be part of this college it's an click old so story, bad. Guys. Having it's an a bud right now, college. Have a bud, babe. You don't need to have a bud. Hey, have a bud, babe. Listen, okay, so guys, on. so I came home from college every summer and I didn't want to take a nine to five job or, or so I had an idea. I said, I'm fit. I know what to do in working out. Let's just start selling my workouts. So what I did is I came home. I had a house to live in. I didn't have money to go put, you know, get a gym to rent out and equipment to buy. So I did. I started offering free classes at parks outdoors. And next thing you know, I use Snapchat. I started executing on different little stupid yeah, things you, that were I have going to say, on. you were early on Snapchat, I was one of the man. earliest. Oh, my I God. I used it just the fact of no shirt on, music, loud music, people coming together, having fun, smiling, posting that, showing the fun. Next thing you know, I used that as my communication. People started coming and asking, how can I train with you? Next thing you know, I had equipment worth of $15,000, $20,000. Every summer, I was pulling in anywhere from fifteen, twenty-five. dollars I don't know if I want to say cash, but yeah, cash. <laughs> so think about that. It's more than I make now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, but, but, but that was idea to, that actually was idea executed and successful. And not much thought process went into it. You Zero. were just like, let's just, well, like, well, let's well, passionate. No, but there, there is, right? So what the cool thing about K Fitness is, so you come home, you're like, okay, I can, this is what I'm, I'm, I capable know. Capable of doing. Yeah, what I'm capable of doing. I've been doing a little bit of way at college. Um, this is an, this is something that I can offer people. And you're like, I don't have money, but I have let's a driveway. Let's use the resources. Yeah. I have a driveway. I have social media. I have a big network. So I'm going to offer free classes. And so that's what you did. And then that slowly started turning. Okay, mm-hmm. now I made some, uh, like a little, I'm going to charge a little it. bit. And then you bought equipment. And then every year, then like, Hello, the, I was honestly, I can attest to it. To the driveway was fucked. It was a scene. Yeah. It was the it biggest was a scene. scene. For the record, for the record, I was not dating Les or anything. Was no, but you used to come over to see the scene. Yeah, no. Nick, Nick that's I right. became a paying customer. I was there Horrible. for the action. Yeah, I wanted exactly, the social. But a lot of people were there for the action. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the social out of it. But the social. had moms, I had everyone. Kids. What do you mean? I used, guys, guys, think about it again. Music. Think about this. Yeah. I went on my street and what I did so I didn't get the noise complaints. Because I started at 6 a.m. You made train. your neighbors your customers. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And that's what happened. But something I realized that carried on till now um, that I just put together literally live. Um, For the was, record, I actually saw brain, his brain snap into place. So this is happening live. So you guys are going to attest to it too. So what I wasn't good at then was expanding past JK Fitness. And what I mean by that is I couldn't hire and delegate people properly to continue on or expand what I was doing. So it needed to be me at all times doing it. And I really wanted to grow. And Which I really was the limitation. My limitation. That's what ended up killing my passion. And I remember, you know what's so I remember crazy, having conversations deeply horrible. with you about how we were going to expand that. Is this the, the, the fucked up part of all this, okay? Just to circle back to um, the naiveness that you kind of need to have before launching a product is, okay, let's talk about then. Let's talk about now. So you know today if you were to start a gym again okay you need waivers you need lawyers involved like crazy you were going so rogue you weren't certified you weren't anything you were on the driveway with people training per day maybe over a hundred people guys i'm gonna get 25 i'm gonna get some flack for this and uh i realize that this isn't always the case uh if you look at what happened with theranos elizabeth holmes um 
that was that was bad what happened. But I'm still Poor gonna mom. go out there and say what happened? Entrepreneurship. We'll get into that. The entrepreneurship is about shooting the fucking bullets first and asking later. A hundred percent. That's getting ideas going. You need that type I of agree. tenacity. You need naiveness at the beginning, but I think and you need lim- to ask the the least amount of questions I to agree, get past the red tape. But I think I think there's a limit, in my opinion, because of the experiences that I've had in the last little bit um, of my entrepreneurship career. I would say the last five years. That you run into crazies, you have yeah. incidents, and you have things. And I think that when you know more, it stops you, right? Take no, it does. hundred percent stops. It will fear you. A hundred percent. But I think that you need to just take that knowledge and and, and push it forward, which ends up being we'll just a big bill, right? A lot of big bills. Yeah, it's, you know. It, honestly, I, I disagree. So, Liz. Someone I, did. I, Someone did get hurt on the driveway. Yeah, right. like there's just listen to me. Honest, <laughs> wasn't good. Yeah, no. no listen, Johnny th- Carl's wasn't happy. <laughs> there's shit, and we're not promoting on the show to be an asshole or no. go out there and try to hurt someone. But what I am Never. trying to fucking say is a lot of really smart people that I've met in my life that wish that they started something. Yeah. The one thing that start stopped them is that the was fear. that they just thought about everything, waivers, this. I, I got to do that. And I agree, but I think that there's a limit. So like, I think it comes I, in. I think yeah. exactly it comes in. Like we're now, what was it, eighteen months um, <laughs> yeah. in the making? Like we now know better. We push things forward. You know. Differently than we did when yeah, we were in our condo, we learn and but we, we learn and adapt. Yeah, yeah but we That's got what, past a certain hump. Exactly, but Theranos. So who's Theranos? She that whole thing is fucked up. But what and happened? That bit her in the ass. That did. So that, Elizabeth, you gotta watch the documentary. You gotta watch weekend. the documentary. It's crazy. The moral of the story is Elizabeth Holmes made a bunch of crazy Ac- uh, no, claims, not accusations, claims, claims that. Uh, were she, never that, real. That were never real, and she was doing fake it till you make it in a world where fake it till you make it hurt a lot of people. Jake, she was uh, she what was, was she saying selling? testing. She could do prick testing, um, instant results or something. I don't remember the details. Um, and then she was actually she was putting these prototypes in pharmacies, but then taking the results and running them through normal um, um, uh, machines. Yeah, and even and that then was lying sketchy. about it, and then she was mixing the results up. Even that and, was and sketchy. And she was swapping people's bloods, and, and it got that's not good. Yeah, horrible, moral of horrible. story: she was doing fake it till you make it in an industry yeah. where people Took were coming her. with her to make major life decisions. And how many millions were invested? Oh, hundreds. People hundreds. didn't even people's do their lives. But, people, but, but yeah. people's lives were, were put in jeopardy. And so the moral of the story, though, is is on that uh, on that note, I think you really do need to have a certain level of naivety to get ideas going. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people are interested in potentially how Midday Squares even got going. And so it's it's. It starts with this product that you made at home, and uh, what were the steps to, to, to get us to market? Yeah, so um, obviously we had a, some sort of baseline, you know, which was the product that I was making for you. Um, but when we really decided to push forward on this project, um, the first steps were like, okay, w- what do we need to do to commercialize the squares? What does the market want? Yes, we have a great product, but there's over, you know, 20 grams of sugar. There's not enough protein. There's not enough fiber, right? So the first thing is we have to crack down on nutritionals. And so that's what we did. We went I to- think, I, think, I think packaging and then packaging had nutritionals that were going to be on it. And then we kind of worked backwards from right. everything. I think the first thing really was- 
well, we were working cohesively, right? Like we were two there. So you were started on the packaging design and then I was working on, okay, how do we formulate this for the market? But I, yeah, I think, I think so. So I think if we were to go step one and Jake, I think you can even attest to this having done Chase and Hunter was kind of envision what your product's going to look like before you even kind of know. No, I, I say yes, but I said step, step one Tuts, is have a product. Step two is then what does this product need to look like? Yes, absolutely. Right, because a lot of people are like, oh, I have an idea, let me brand it. No, that will come once you feel taste or whatever it is that you're making. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know, no, no, the product is number one. Number one. Number two is design. But design is what I'm trying to say is... I have a question. Yeah, shoot. When does the... So I hear you guys, because I wasn't part of this journey at the beginning, but when does the why come in? Of the company. I think you were brought on for that. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think, because you guys are talking about this, the, the stuff that actually needs to get done before it goes out to the market. But then when did the why of Midday Squares come? The why developed when we launched the business because then the why came right to life. We brought it you know, together. So I do want to get into the why, but I do also want to make sure that we end this. The identity. The, I, is, do yeah. wanna, I do want to make sure that we give everybody listening a concrete kind of step-by-step yeah. game plan. So one step. is So one is have the product. We all agree on that. Number two is what is the identity of that product? A basic identity. What is what is the brand look like? And how do you how do you do and that? A brand how do you have, do that? Yeah. So I mean, first off, you come up with colors, packaging, um, a, a look, and usually you could put together a mood board. Um, and that's something I learned in fashion. One thing that uh, I learned from Les from her fashion aspect, and I think this is so important for every entrepreneur that's uh, designing something in terms of branding, is mood boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know about this. She Shape introduced either. it to me. Yeah, It is the reason why Midday Squares packaging looks the way it does is because you went and made this incredible board that when we worked on the design with a little bit of help from a designer, there was a real representation of what this was. A lot of people, this is the number one mistake I see all the time. You show up with a designer and you're like, this is what I want. How the fuck is that person supposed to know what's in your brain? I also think things come out. Like I disagreed with the mood board originally, um, to be honest. And this is like <laughs> Did you disagree ago. with it just because it was your sister? Or no, I actually didn't believe in it. I know I didn't believe in it. I think that's something to note. Um, what I realized after actually like actively listening to the mood board idea was um, the whole idea that, that that even when you're looking at this and you're visualizing everything in front of your eyes, other things come out. Mm-hmm. And that's where the value exactly. is. Exactly. That's the inspiration. The Boom. And so the the first thing's okay, so the, you get this mood board going. And then so at this time obviously like it was just Nick and I. So Nick's really good at taking like things and putting them into words. So I'm really not good at that. That's not a strong quality of mine. So Nick took the mood board, formulated it into kind of like you know, words so we can read what is this theme, what is this um, vision. And then from there, we worked with 99design.com. Yep. We didn't Shout have out. a lot of... This is no brand endorsement, no sponsorship, 99designs. I think it's one of the best tools in the world to get started on brand. 100%, because when I first launched Hector, I spent a lot of money on branding. And let me tell you something, my branding was epic, but 
as us being a startup and saying, okay, we're going to attack this business different than we have of others in the past. We want to put as least the little amount of money needed to get this thing to market. So 99 design was an incredible. Um, yeah, one of the keys was if we, I, and I really advocate taking the top package. We took, it's like a thousand three hundred dollars and you get, uh, we had eight incredible designers yeah, working, uh, working but, on, but, 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 but key thing with 99 design guys is be prepared start your mood, mood board. board but then f put it into words yes right? that was your key thing you were able to to um articulate I, I, here's the thing the i think board. this is like everything uh jake we've spoken about it before les if you can't explain to someone then you as yourself. if they are a five-year-old then you yourself don't understand it and that is the key to articulating the mood board it needs exactly. to be so clear to the uh, the, the people the working on it that's done. So, okay. So great. So we're working on this packaging. We got the packaging. Boom. We feel good about it. What's next? So the next thing is, is we, so again, while all this is happening, we then said, okay, let's go to the grocery store and let's see what's on the aisles. Let's understand what the market like is. And then let's come back to the table and say, okay, our bar essentially needs to be around this much grams of sugar, th these many grams, this much grams of protein, this much fiber. So then we're like, okay, how do we really execute on that? Um, we need, no, we don't need, but we wanted a food science, food scientist on board. So we called McGill and this is something. So wait, this is a big piece is that you don't need, for the record, all three of us sitting in this room didn't have one lick of experience in the food business. Neither of us, any of us worked for a food manufacturer. So it was all rogue. And pick up the phone and start dialing. Yeah, know? it was rogue. Pick up but the fucking phone and start dialing. Yeah, I think the, the thing is a lot of people are scared but about asking stupid questions. There's no stupid question in my opinion. You can pick up the phone and ask. People will say no or they don't know. But I think the idea of just getting on a call and asking people for information or ask them to do things you have nothing to lose and i think the, the an important thing is to remember here Tuts, is we didn't have food manufacturing experience we didn't have a certificate in the field but i was able to cook and you were able to do all the other things in the computer right so programming a website and you know all these fundamental things that were so key to us starting on a on a really low budget Right. Like in other previous things, when I started my fashion company, I had the idea, but I couldn't do technical patterns. I couldn't do. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with starting. That's that no. goes back to your point. Just find what you need done. That's what right. you did. Yes, delegate. Exactly. Delegate. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's but, what you did. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm 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 combining two topics, which is how to launch a product and also lean lean launching yeah but anyways yeah, i'm yeah. sorry I'm, I'm going off but <laughs> to circle back it's friday is, everyone it's friday. it's friday to circle back is that we went we called mcgill and i didn't hear back from at the beginning and we were very persistent we kept calling we kept calling and finally, three months yeah three months they got back to us and they had a program and we met with uh the per, the, the, the the professor and we pushed it through and we that really helped us work on key things like shelf life and figuring out ways to you know uh, kill hunger and key things that the product I mean by by making those phone calls and getting experts involved I think that's the next goal Jake would you agree on that aspect yeah. is just calling getting experts involved because you, yes. you did a you did a your fair share of that during Chase and Hunter too listen you don't you don't do what you're not really good at and if you have if you could delegate that out you're gonna go a lot further because you're gonna bang your head a hundred 
times try to figure something out that someone else could just do better than you. And there's a lot out there. There's a ton of experts in every single field. And so many people are scared of picking to up ask. the phone. Yeah. Just ask. Do you, you never know, know how willing people are to help? 100%. It's it's actually fucked. It's fucked up when you think about how willing people are to help. It's a beautiful thing. That is what society, I believe, makes humans humans. And why we've evolved so far is our willingness to work together. Yeah. But you got to ask. So after you, we've cut, we kind of pushed through that phase of, you know, um, so basically you're telling me you picked up a phone, you got in touch with an expert mm-hmm. and eight months go by and you have a product. No, we worked hard at home to develop that, trying many different trials, but we had a more clear path on where we were going to go. So we took a lot of us being at home and trying different things and using first principle thinking. I think it's very important to remember that first principle thinking is very important. Sometimes you don't need to overcomplicate things, right? And so I think that's what we did. Yeah, I think Elon Musk says it best is um, just reason up from your own self uh, reasoning, meaning start from the truths that are in front of you, regardless exactly. of what are written in textbooks or not, or or in the news or whatever, the fundamental truths. And uh, so here's the perfect example. And I love this story. Elon Musk, when they were envisioning a battery, uh, electrical battery, everybody was saying that the electrical battery uh, was just too expensive to produce at the cost that he needed to make Tesla a thing. And so this is a perfect example of first principles thinking. He's like, well, okay, the industry has been held back for a decade now. And the reason why it's been held back for a decade is because everybody I speak to keeps telling me that it's impossible to do because the cost of battery are just too expensive. So what they did is him and his team reasoned from first principles. They said, what are all the raw materials that are needed to make a battery? And what are the net costs of that? So they all sat around a table. He literally listed item by item what it costed to make a car battery. And they came out with the raw material cost. The raw material cost was insanely less expensive than what the typical category uh, battery was being uh, developed at. And so what him and his team knew at that very moment was that this is an engineering problem. It's not actually because it costs too much. It's because engineers haven't figured out how to make these raw materials in a way that's cheap. Mm. And so first principles let them believe in a path to where a battery would cost way less expensive than the market and they achieve that. That's first principles. And so that's why I think it's important to live by that. I wish you guys saw how cute uh, Jake's face is. And uh, (laughs) I just, I can't deal like, like Jake has this insane little teddy bear look. I can't even. I, I can't, can't even I handle can't. it. The ugliest, ugliest. Because no, I thought of something hot. Blonde hair in the o- entire world. I can't even well, look at him how dirty it is. I got screwed. Yeah, I'm by not. That. I'm honestly. You have diarrhea colored hair. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got fucked. <laughs> like Jake's hair literally looks like diarrhea colored hair. It's off. Hair. It's well, off. It looks like a COVID fake wig. And I couldn't. I couldn't get my second phase done. Okay, so coming from the guy with diarrhea hair, yeah, tell us what. Because I'm looking over at you. Yeah, I see it. You had that cute little face going yeah. it gets me all warm and fuzzy inside yeah so i kind of look at what you said before both of you guys are talking about something i kind of think about it like you know they help you build the car but like you still gotta build it with them and then drive the car to win the race so that's what 
you know, you get experts for us to help you build that car, the structure of it, you know, and then you got to take it and fucking win it. They're not going to make you win the race. Like, you know, you got to push it forward. Well, I think, I think that's exactly Elon Musk's strength is he surrounded himself with the people that knew what they're doing. He used first principles to come up with the direction he wanted to go and then allowed everyone to buy into the story. Because the problem is sometimes when you're dealing with people that are experts in their field, their brain is so narrow minded in terms of like this is what needs to get done this is logically what makes sense because well, they and went to school exactly and they were told this is the way it is exactly and so it's not their fault no, no. It's, it's not but it's like Creates that's blinders. why an entrepreneur with an expert can make magic happen it's it's exactly this book why starting with why they mm-hmm. talk about the why people at the are at the top are the founders they're the vision they're the ones that create this Push crazy the limits. thing and then the how people are the expertise the executives or the people that are at that level that are helping execute and getting the why down and for the record like, the experts could also be entrepreneurs yeah, I think 100%. They, they could but you need both yeah you I need think both you, you need can't both with one and I don't think you you're only an entrepreneur or you're only no. an expert I think experts could be entrepreneurs but the point is within an ecosystem of pushing something forward you need all of that so let's continue so once we have a product um, again this was happening at the same time while this testing was going on the the packaging was finished we had the package we had a product and and a product we we have something ready to sell we have something concrete that's ready to go to market so obviously there's all the other things like costing and supply chain and branding like full branding and marketing but if we're just talking idea to something concrete that's how we did it yeah and i think the commonality if i look at it from what you did over at Hector with your hotels, what Jake did with Jake, uh, JK Fitness and also uh, Chase and Hunter is that you just have to go for it. You just have go. to assess that the idea makes sense. You have to use first principles mm-hmm. to reason that this thing actually has legs. Mm-hmm. And then once you decide it has legs, you must start to go. And exactly. the, and, the, and I'm talking, even if the first fucking thing you do is take out a piece of paper and start drawing on it, stick fucking figures. I don't care. As long as it's something that's moving forward towards the goal of launching that thing. Exactly. And I think that we can get into another time of the, the intricate details of what comes after you have something concrete. How much does Les, you love, love talking to, you about love what's the, yeah, foreshadowing. There's nothing scarier than a person with nothing to lose, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 99% of the time, and again, guys, this is, this is, we're just telling you what's worked for us. Doesn't mean that there's, this is the only way to do it. But the truth is, once you have an idea that's concrete enough, uh, start, start moving it forward. Create real timelines uh, of how you get to to a market of whatever market is that you want to sell in uh, and get shit done and just continuously get shit done every single day until you finally launch that product and pick up the fucking phone yeah, and start and dialing. Just, it's important to not think like what Jake you said before is, well, did you think about how you're going to get a casino license? No, that's irrelevant at the time. The time is just get the idea to something that's concrete. That's something that you can push through to the next steps. Don't think too much ahead, guys. That will honestly demotivate you and you probably won't end up pushing the product forward. Brick by brick, Rome was built. Should I leave uh, on the note of the uh, five-minute period? Should we leave yeah, them with the five-minute period? that's great. Yeah. Because I think really that's how we live our life. Yeah. I think Jake, I think the the five minute period. So I'll make this really brief for everyone because this is exactly how I think all ideas should be approached to take it to. 
uh, a market. And um, so basically, when I was playing uh, goalie, I was taken to a sports psychologist to help elevate my game. And the fundamentals of what I was taught was actually uh, uh, epic. And the, uh, the, the idea went like this. So I sat down with the psychologist, Howard, shout out Howard. And he was like, so what's, I was a goalie, by the way. So he's like, what is your, like, major angst? What, what do you fear the most? What's holding you back? I said, Howard, to be honest, every time I start the game, I am always have this insane nervousness inside my system. I have anxiety. And that anxiety usually comes from the fact that I got to play a game of 60 minutes and I got all this pressure on my shoulders because as a goalie, my job is to keep the puck out of the net for 60 minutes. That's fucking insane amounts of pressure. And I was feeling that at the beginning of every game. And so he looked at me like dumbfounded. I'll never forget. And Howard was specialized in MLB pitchers. So he really understood pressure. And so he looks at me and he's like, Nick, that story is, that's, that's a, I mean, you're just completely off in the way you're looking at playing the game of hockey. And I'm looking at him like, what the fuck you mean? That's my job as a goalie, like to stop the puck. Says the objective of what you need to do as a goalie is not to not let in goals. It's to let in less goals as the opposing team is letting in. Uh, and, and I remember I was like, wow, that's mind blowing shit. Cause he's right. I didn't have to not let in goals for the entire 60 minutes. I just had to let in less goals. So he said, okay, so fine. I hear you straight. You're, you're, you got the pressure of the 60 minutes, but why don't we reduce that pressure and turn the game into four uh, games of five minutes in each period. So hockey's a game of three periods of 60 minutes, uh, sorry, of 20 minutes. And in each one of those periods, he proposed that I play four games of five minutes. And the objective of each of those five minutes was to not worry about anything else but those five minutes. And my job was to just let in less goals than the opposition. So if the other team would score a goal, I would give myself permission to let in one goal. And that psychology of just playing five minutes at a time and approaching um, each five minutes as it's its own game is what's allowed, I think, myself, you guys, as entrepreneurs to break down a game of how you get an idea somewhere. And to Les's point is what you were worried about in the first five minutes, wrong or right, doesn't matter was that you just wanted to design a hotel, get it somewhere so you can get to the next step of convincing exactly. people Keep going to five minutes. And as you would go, new hurdles would present themselves and those would be new five minute games for you to fight. And so at the end of the day, the uh, idea that we're proposing here on this show today is to break down your shit into five-minute games and just start tackling them one by one and focus about the problems in front of you as they come and get your shit where it needs to get just as quick as possible. three little things, one big thing every day, but I just want to end on one thing. It's our Guys, second this is, just, yeah. this is just a fun fact. Nick was Jake's oh, goalie coach. It's horrible. Jake, how old were you? Young man, no, I was like very young. six, like, seven, like, no, like, like nine, nine. Okay, Nick Horrible. didn't even know I existed. Yeah, it's <laughs> and up. and this is how fucked up the world is. Uh, uh fast forward, uh, oh, what is it? 50, 17, years. 17 years. Nick's my husband, and he's partners with my brother and myself. Can you imagine, guys? He, it's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. So that's fucked up. That's it. Cheers to the weekends, but we didn't get cheers to cheers. Cheers to the eh? weekend, guys. I love you. Love you all. Love y'all. On that note, it's fucking Friday, third week of COVID. We're in the middle of this still. Midday squares, never short ships. 
Thank you for listening to us. Do we get and, an ole? Uh, yeah. Mad Three, love. Two, two, one. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole, ole. ole.